Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to another episode of the Success Revolution podcast. Uh, today's episode is a real joy to record. I invited on um, a past mentor, someone who I just have such deep love and respect for, Dr. Stefania Shimano also known as Dr. S. So you'll hear me refer to her as Dr. S. So in a moment, I'm going to pass you over to that conversation that I had with her. And um, and we're going to really go deep into a, a very rich and full conversation that is part of the Body Before Business um, series that I have running on the podcast. And you'll see some episodes kind of spattered throughout um, recently. But I want to kind of give you some context as why Dr. S for Body Before Business? So I worked with Dr. S two years ago. It was about September of 2020 and I could, I was at a time where my business was incredibly successful. <laughs> I was, um, you know, making a lot of money, which is like the pinnacle of what we consider to be successful in business, you know, selling out my programs, things were going really good, but there was something not quite right inside of me and I could feel my body pulling me towards slowing down. Um, and it was actually in November. So not whilst I was working with Dr. S that I really kind of put the stop on my business and um, my body said, no more, can't keep going like this. And it was through a lot of the work that I did with Dr. S around opening my heart, nervous system, um, and really creating a wealthy bodily experience that has just been the catalyst for such significant evolution, <laughs> growth and transformation in my life and my business over the last two years. I continue to come back to her teachings. I continue to come back to her work. I am ever inspired, I guess is, I don't even know if inspired is the right word, but I am ever um, inspired and pulled and called into her teachings time and time again. Um, you know, this episode, we kind of span a lot of topics in here, um, which is it's always so beautiful. I have such deep trust when I invite guests on that whatever it is that we're going to talk about is going to be just perfection. It's going to be divine timing. It's going to be a divine message. And I always trust that the people that are meant to hear it, that need to hear it, that resonate with it, that it would land on their ears and today's episode is no different. You know, we talk a lot about not just feminine masculine energy, but we actually go into a kind of a very deep aspect of what it actually means to be a woman, which is something, a mother, a woman, you know, many of these things, which is something that I think is a question that we probably don't really give much space to. But I really think that what has been going on collectively over the last couple of years has been causing a lot of us to really reassess our current labels and definitions. And I know that we are really opening up to new ways of um, exploring and being and experiencing what it means to be a woman, what it means to be a feminine woman, what it means to be a feminine woman in business, what it means to be a feminine high achieving woman in business as well. So we talk a lot about that. We talk about what it means to actually rest you know, I actually asked Dr. S, like, define rest because I think that we've got very distorted um, understanding about what rest actually is. We talk um, a lot about why it's so important to prioritize the body in our business. Um, you know, we talk about what it means to be a woman. We talk about feminine, feminine masculine energies. We talk about lots of areas. We talk about the wound for the woman of needing to be right. We talk about letting God in to our hearts, letting God into our business. We talk about what it feels like to be in our feminine potency. I really hope you get as much out of this conversation as I received whilst having it. Um, Dr. S is someone that I could spend days with in a room sit in silence, sit in deep contemplation and thought and conversation, and it would change my life. So I'm very grateful that she agreed to come on and have this conversation with me. I'm very grateful for her, and I'm really grateful that you are taking the time out of your lives to listen to this episode. So um, 
you know, it's it's one of these. I'm just gonna I'm gonna share something that's just coming through. You know, it's really easy, and I think we do this a lot, particularly when we're doing kind of marketing activities. It's very easy to be like, you should listen to this because there's an agenda. Like, listen to this because this is how you're going to bring in and open up to receive more money in your business. And sure, you know, like whilst we don't actively and directly talk about the X, Y, Z steps to do that. The concepts that we talk about are really important. I just want you to trust that you've landed on this episode because there's something in it for you, regardless of where it may take you and what it may lead. I promise you that you will feel something while you listen to this episode and we talk about that. Whether it leads you on to creating unimaginable and unrealistic wealth in your business just from listening to it is not the point. Letting yourself be changed in the moment, letting yourself trust that you are here on this episode for a reason is what I deeply hope leads you to stay with this episode all the way through until the end and to keep an open heart, an open mind, and an open body to the receivership of what came through both of us in this episode. So I share that with you. This is what Body Before Business is about. It's about allowing yourself to receive without agenda in many ways. So I'm going to do, it's like, instead of I'm going to do this because it's going to get me this, I'm just going to receive this because I'm going to receive this. I trust that message will land for one summer, all of you. So for the second time, without further ado, I give you my beautiful conversation with Stefania Shimano. Welcome to the Success Revolution Podcast with Gemma Banad. Hello, my loves. Welcome to another episode of the Success Revolution Podcast. I am joined by a very special guest, I have to say, someone very dear and close to my heart. Um, and I am very excited for the conversation that I know we're going to have. So a huge welcome to Stefania Shimano, also known as Dr. S, and I will be referring to you as Dr. S from this point on, but welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. I feel like this has been a long time in the making. I worked with Dr. S It's actually two years ago right now. It was this time two years ago. And to say the work that I did with you was, I, you know, I even want to use, I go to use words and sometimes, you know, sometimes words don't really do justice to things to explain and experience and it feels like that. So I want to say it was transformative. I want to say it was life-altering, but I'm not entirely sure that that does it justice, but hopefully people will understand the gravity <laughs> um, of the work that I did with you and how, how close, how dear it is to my heart, the time that we spent together as well. So. This podcast mm. episode is not about that, though, but I do want to put some context into to you and your work. And so as a way of introducing you to the people listening to this episode, uh, I actually am going to read a post that you yourself wrote that's on your Facebook um, that really introduces you because I think it, it, it's so beautifully as you, I mean, you are such a wordsmith. You have such a beautiful way with words. It's so eloquent. I think it describes that. And I think that will invite us into a conversation about how you arrived at this work because I dare say, um, maybe I'm wrong, as a little girl, you didn't necessarily wake, you know, wake up as a little girl and think, oh, I'm going to become um, a medical intuitive and psychic surgeon at the age of five. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I did love to see inside animals pretty young. So. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you did. I am yeah. sure you did. So here is the post I'm going to read. There's I am Dr. Stefania Shimano, founder of Wealth Body. Mm. I'm a retired physician and teacher of feminine potency plus multidimensional wealth. In my philosophy, the word wealth is not just limited to your financial status, Rather, it means abundance in these five areas, love, life force, money, spirit, and time freedom. I have created the Wealth Body Collective as a community for women to liberate their greatest power and upgrade their bodies so that their business doesn't cost them their health. Amen to that. Mm. 
High achieving women have a common profile of mental, emotional, and physical symptoms that create a cap on what she is able to create in their life. This is what I solve. Yes, you most certainly do. Yes, I'm adding commentary around this as well, by the way, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) The feminine body is my muse, my teacher, and my mission to restore. If you have found yourself exhausted or feeling like you want to never have to deal with this body shit again, (laughs) I'm sure many of us have thought that. So you can keep doing the creative work that lights your fire. Repairing your receptivity is the only long-term solution. Good health sense, business strategy, and money mindset are great. I highly recommend sharpening these skills, but after 13 years of research and clinical experience, I know, in capital letters, unfortunately, these skills leave out the feminine frequency required for you to receive more without working harder. If you become more inviting and receptive, you will become more magnetic to men and to money. Both love a receptive woman. If you do not, you will burn out. It's really that simple. Be careful not to get caught up in shiny new strategies that pull you into draining ways of doing life and business as if you are a man. You are a woman. This is a conversation we have to have, isn't it, in this life and are not designed to live as a man. Fix your natural receptivity and fix your body and money. And the Wealth Body Collective is a free Facebook group, and we will be linking that up in the show notes. I can promise you that. My spiritual anatomical erotic lens and an invitation for you to discover how much more of your desires can you can deliciously accept into your body and nervous system in love, Dr. S. That is so beautiful. <laughs> I think that is, I mean, there is so much in that love to understand as I just touched on before I mean you said obviously as a young child you'd love to look into the bodies of animals but I'm assuming that at the age of five you didn't think you would um you know be a medical intuitive and psychic surgeon how 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 please tell us the journey of how you found yourself to doing this very incredible and what I would consider innovative work in the world Mm -hmm. well I was a naturopathic doctor for about 10 years and when I finished uh, my training, I started training with a shaman up in the Northeast of the United States. And during that time, I discovered that I could just see and feel into bodies, even when the person wasn't in the room. Hmm. Um, it was like, uh, you know, someone would write down on an index card, like my uncle so-and-so has this thing, and this is where he lives in the world. And I would just be told his name and where he lives, and that's it. And so they, mm. they were kind of testing each other and I was nailing them. And I was like, Ooh, I don't even know how I know this. I can just see it. I can feel it. I can almost smell the guy. Does he smoke cigarettes? You know, kind of doing that. Mm. And, uh, and I was practicing as a doctor at the time. I remember thinking to myself, Oh, there is so much more going on with people than what you can get when if any kind of lab test, mm. like you can do lab tests all damn day, but if your heart's broken, well, honey, that's the problem. So, um, and then that continued to evolve because it became uninteresting to me to just do medical diagnoses that way. Mm. Like, oh, that's nice. I can see the plaque in your arteries, but also what's really going on. Mm. Um, And so, yeah, I, I medical intuitive. Yes, but I don't quite use it that way because I feel as though the nervous system and how we react without thinking has such a deep component to what we allow good or bad into our lives. Even the good is held out in a way if the nervous system contracts before you've even had a chance to think. And that's usually from trauma. And then what informs the nervous system? That is the heart. It's like, all right, well, you can do EKGs all day, but there's, it's not going to show up if you've had heart pain since you were a kid or heart pain about a breakup or a death. Um, so the work evolved over and over and over because especially with the super duper successful high achieving women, I haven't met one yet that didn't have these typical, um, issues with being a woman because we're taught the only way to succeed is to be high adrenaline, very young, Mm. you know, very, Mm. um, 
And then Uh that's how you protect yourself. That's how you succeed. That's how you don't lean on people. And boy, is that burn on a feminine body. Mm. Well, from experience, it absolutely does. Mm -hmm. It absolutely does. Um, What are some of the symptoms of someone who is in that very, as you say, young sort of masculinized energy they might have found themselves there very accidentally maybe even very unconsciously they're not even aware um so what might that look like and i was definitely this woman so i can speak from experience you know Mm. medically it can look like a thyroid imbalance or adrenal burnout Mm. or estrogen dominance or very low progesterone it can look like depression and anxiety that are low grade and all the time, not necessarily related to an event that just happened. It's just sort of her baseline. Um, It can look like in uh, relation relationships being really uh, defensive, um, kind of Mm. feeling a little armored up. Like you have a shell over your heart or over, you know, your body in general, it can look in business like, well, I just made a bunch of money and now I'm exhausted or I just had a major win and now I don't want to do a thing. It's like a, Mm. a, like a a depletion crash after she just got what she wanted. She's got to disconnect from the world for about a month. You know, Mm. it's, um, it's an unsustainable, inconsistent income, whether that be money or love that frustrates a woman like, wow, why does this keep happening this way? This leap and retreat Um, with our men, it can look like being critical or feeling like we're a little superior. Like, well, I've done more spiritual work than you have, or I'm ahead of you or something like that, where we're, Mm. it's just a way to keep out the love and keep ourselves protected. You know, like, Hey, why don't you, uh," I hear this all the time. I gave him these books and he won't read it. I'm like, (laughs) Hands up if you've done that. Yes. <laughs> You're all we're the all, time. We're all, we're all guilty as charged on that yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Like I gave him the perfect book and it didn't work. Well, he didn't ask you for the book, honey. You know? <laughs> My husband's listening to this. He will be laughing uh, yeah. at that. As I was, we had a recent experience a few months ago where I did exactly that thing. So it's, it's interesting how, because, you know, I've worked with you. It's very sneaky. It's yeah. very sneaky. It's very it sneaky. So and I think... Sneaky. It's also what I find so interesting and what I love and about your work and the conversations that you have online is that so much of what you have just described as symptoms of a woman that is, as you say, overperforming, overfunctioning and out of her feminine potency is that this is normalized. Yes. You know, things like low grade anxiety. Oh, I'm overwhelmed. I've got so much on. Oh, I'm stressed. I've got something coming up. And that seems to every day as I'm stressed, I've got something coming up. It's normalized. Mm-hmm. We don't, and I don't, I don't believe it is also spoken about air quote enough, if we want to use that, um, that language as well, which leads people, leads women to still continue to stay in these patterns unconsciously because they don't realize that they're is another way. Is that something that you also see and witness? Is this normalization? Absolutely. Especially if, you know, you and I are both entrepreneurs. So we are each crafting more of the lifestyle we really want. Like, when do I want Mm. to work? How Mm. long? With how many people? Like we're, we're becoming the master of our own schedules. And that's something that we got into business for. I would imagine you did too. You're like, I want some more time freedom, which is Mm. a a form of wealth. But the women that punch nine to five jobs, they don't want to hear about your freedom. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, they they don't want to hear that you were able to take a walk in the middle of the day because it was just that gorgeous and you wanted to get outside. Mm. They look at you like, oh, must be nice, bitch. (laughs) <laughs> like, oh okay so I guess I won't talk about that with you anymore <laughs> mm, yeah there is a, like we've all suffered you should be suffering too this is just what we do life sucks oh well you know there's a mm. and maybe not so much you know once you've done a lot of healing you would attract a different kind of friend 
mm-hmm, for mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. But um, we are expected to bleed for our children. We are expected to be nice. We are expected mm. to shut the fuck up and just keep going. And uh, I've mm. never really been very good at that. <laughs> Maybe that's why you and I get along so well. Neither have yeah. I. <laughs> like, oh, that's, so that's not going to work. That's, a good, that's not going to work for me. That's not going to work uh-huh. for me. You know, you before we hit record on this, I, I did ask you the question, what was something that you really wanted to talk about and, and get across in this episode? And it was something that, that surprised me. I didn't, I didn't read It's something because it's quite deep, but I think, when we really think, when I really read out that statement and what you talk about as well, um, so much of this is about the essence of coming into being a woman, to being in your feminine potency. And it really does beg a very important question that mm. I don't know that I've seen addressed and I think is is it's beautiful that we're able to have this conversation, but about what it means to actually be and become a woman. Um, like, what's there quite normal Uh, like this is I think this is where because you know there is a lot of talk about you know feminine masculine energies and and all of those aspects and it's very confusing I'm going to tell you there's so much rhetoric so much conversation so much um but no one's really having that conversation about what it actually means to be a woman tell me about that Well, one of the things I think almost every woman I know can agree upon is do not define me. Do not Mm. put me in a box. Don't (laughs) tell me how to be. Mm. Uh, So, and and that's interesting because there's so much, like you said, rhetoric and definition of the feminine, but isn't the feminine an undefined thing at the same time? Like Mm. when, when we are in our highest like storm of emotion, we are chaos personified. Mm, and not that yes. we need to glorify chaos, but at the same time, like she doesn't even always know what's going on for herself. And so we as women, women need to look at the women that came before us had a very specific idea of what a woman is. Like my, my own mother is a housewife. She raised all three kids at home and homeschooled one of my sisters, and she loved doing that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But I had these like aspirations of what was coming through me, like to go Mm. be a doctor and be a writer and be Mm. creative and travel a lot. And my mother did zero of that. Mm. Later found out when I, you know, was in my late thirties or forties, she wanted to do all that. Mm. That felt has felt unlived in this woman. That is my mother. Mm. She did not go to the school. She wanted her father forbade it. He was an old world Italian. She did not go to the schools. She did not write the things. She was too busy doing what she was doing as the duties of a wife and mother. Again, nothing wrong with that. But what if I didn't fail as a housewife? Mm. Because I did spend a fair amount of my life looking at it like, well, I don't have the husband to take care of me like she does. I actually Mm. have to work at least a Mm. little, you know, there's all these things that a wife and mother does. I just have never really lived like, not that I'm afraid of being a wife to a good man. It's not that it's what if we, as women, our creative power is bigger than we ever knew, but no one showed us how. Yeah. And what if we didn't fail to be our mothers but we are a new breed of woman in a way where we are able to have a certain amount of creative power flowing through our bodies, even in glory to God, even in service to the divine and humanity. It's not all selfish gain, which is kind of what we're told when we break free of the mold. Yes, very much so. Must be nice to focus on yourself. Must be nice Mm. to write just because you like writing. And I'm like, it sure is. Mm. So I I think what's coming for women in general is what does being a woman look like for you as an individual? And can you couple that with true and beautiful femininity? And by that, I mean being in touch with your emotional world, really being in touch with your feelings, how things feel. You are the oracle of the family. 
Our psychic gifts are normal and natural, not weird. Mm. Our ability to create gorgeous things to nourish our family or nourish the public or like this is a feminine power. Can we not all do that in ways that are different from each other? Mm. Mm. That is such a question, I think, for so many of us to sit with and contemplate as well. Um, you know, I, I'm going to speak frankly. Like I am, I'm much like you, you know, don't put me in a box, yet there is a lot of safety in a box. There is a lot of safety in the definition. Um, there is a lot of safety in the label. There is a lot of safety in understanding people's expectations of you. So, you know, this is certainly a challenge, I think, for even those of us that are the rebel at heart, even those of us that are the ones that, you know, don't put me in the box. There is this, I, I find a lot of the women, a lot of us women now we're straddling two worlds. I really feel that we are really, I've, I've sort of said we really are the bridge builders, I think, this generation um, of women like yourself and, and myself. I think we're, you know, we're really building a lot of bridges for our daughters and our daughters' daughters to really step into a very different way of of identifying and being a, as woman. But I know for me anyway, as you're talking, I, I definitely feel like I'm straddling two worlds. There is that pull of the expectation, the pull of the label, the pull of feeling like I have to conform to a certain way of being an, of, a, of a woman, of a wife, of a mother, of a sister, of, a do- of all of the things, right? And then mm-hmm. there's that part of me that is very pulled to the exploration of the new, of what that could look like and, and what mm. femininity looks like as well. Um, and I think it's, I, I'd like, I kind of wanted to bring that into it because I think, you know, I do a lot of work with women. I talk about being curious and letting ourselves be in states of confusion where we don't really quite know who we are. I think we're very quick to want to seek answers, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like even as we're talking about this question of like what does what is a woman what does it mean to be a woman I think we're very we're very quick to want to know well tell me what that means that there's so much juiciness in the space of not knowing there's so much delight that exists in being able to just explore um, without actually maybe even ever arriving at a place where we fully know oh I am in my feminine or I am the woman I want to be I just felt like that was something that I wanted to bring into the conversation I think and invite people in that are listening to this that you don't have to necessarily jump from the old definition of what you may have felt like you needed to conform to into something new that isn't this all about exploration isn't this all about being very curious around what that could look like without ever having to rush to a point of oh I've got it defined now I know who I am I know who I am as woman (laughs) well the brain wants that the brain's like what doesn't it yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what drawer does well, that go in? <laughs> yes, tell me, please. I need to get my labeler out so I can type it in and put that on my drawer. <laughs> yes. But how many times have we done that? Like, okay, that's what it's called. That's what it yeah. is. And two days later, no, it's not. Never mind. Yeah. Well, then God comes in. I, I just want, that's where I really want to, I think the moment we think we have those big questions answered, I really feel like God comes in and says, it's not quite, there's more. And let's keep going, you know, let's keep exploring. And I think that's the beauty. I think that's the beauty of perhaps that's the beauty of the chaos. Perhaps that's the beauty of the feminine potency is being able to just, you know, go into and explore that and let God lead you into, you know, an an expansive perspective and a more expanded view of what that could look like time and time again yes and I think that expansion is something that we can feel within the body when we're not trying to hem ourselves in too yeah it's like you know some of the the initiations that I feel everyone going through right now is oh yes can it's not like can you become something specific it's more can you keep from shutting down when you don't know yet yes uh Yes, that is. Why do we do that? Why is it that we shut down in that period of not knowing? It's a safety thing. It's like, I don't know what to call it yet. So let me just Mm. like, you know, protect myself or go back into my hidey hole until I figure it out because I don't know what to tell you guys or something like that, you know. 
Um, and, and can we normalize the not knowing, you know, when, when we even have small talk, it's like, what's your five, you know, what are you, what are you trying to do? What's your plan? Where are you going? What are you doing? And it's like, I have no freaking idea. Pass the salt. Yeah. <laughs> I do a lot of, I do a lot of asking for the salt. I can tell you that I do a lot of asking for the salt. Um, I think, you know, when I think about that, too, we talked about before about, I guess, some of the symptoms of being in that more you know, young energy and that very masculine energy, I think that always having the answers really is a very much a, a symptom of that too. Always seeking, always being very clear, always being very precise, always being very focused, um, always feeling the pressure to be that way anyway. And sometimes precision feels good because we as women still have very precise minds. We are highly intelligent. Some of us are mm. well-trained to be incredibly precise through mm. academia or whatever career we had. But when it comes to being a woman in the body, especially in relationship to a man who is mm. a good leader or a good provider, he doesn't always need that from us. They need us to be more in the heart, more in the feelings, help lead them back to heart. So we, it's like, there's a, there's a benefit to being in your heart as a woman that ripples out to your whole family. It's not that you're not enough if you're not in your heart, because I've definitely heard that conversation. I'm like, mm. oh, stop it. No, 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 no. Mm. But that moment when you land in your heart, doesn't that feel amazing to your body? Yes. Doesn't that feel like you came home? Mm. That's Mm. what it's about. It's not just so you can please a man or not just so you can be in a right polarity. Mm -hmm. It's so that you can feel good in this body. When we are in our hearts, we hear God better. When we're in our hearts, we hug and hold our babies better. There's a slowness to our lives that feels like a soothing balm to our nervous system, like wow, I've been waiting to exhale like this. Mm. And that's, it's funny because, you know, as we as women and entrepreneurs, we, we write our copy for our sales pages that tell people what are they going to get if they hire you, right? Mm. I mean, we all have to do this, right? What's yeah, in it for yeah. me? That's what the customer yeah. wonders. What yeah. if we do this because it's for ourselves mm. to feel good so your body has less trouble recalibrating and regenerating itself? So that what you bring into a relationship, you feel super good about. Mm. It's like, well, that's not hard and fast enough for our world. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree with you. And I believe that that is changing because I and I, the only reason that I truly believe that is because there are women like me who feel that, who are, mm-hmm. who are experiencing such such the shift that even if we just use the example of the sales page that sells the thing, I am much more connected with how I'm going to feel. I want to know how this is going to make, yep, okay, you know, that's something that is such a strong desire. So I, I feel there is a shift. You know, I know we talk about the world is, you know, it's it's not fast-paced enough, but I don't know. I think if the last two years have taught us anything that, you know, there is there is a reality that exists where slowing down is where everything we've ever desired lives. They're my thoughts anyway. And I think even, you know, mother is being slightly reorganized. What mother means, you know, to Mm -hmm. not be so in our, like I said, bleeding for the family. That's not really how it, that's not best for us as women, even women of God, even, even mothers. It's, our own slowing down sets the pace. We mm. as women, we flavor the atmosphere of the room. We flavor the atmosphere of the relationship. So what flavor are you bringing? Mm. Is it sweet and honey and fruit and things like that? Or is it like, you're just salty? <laughs> Sometimes it's a bit of both. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes I like salty chocolate. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's, <laughs> it's a bit of bad. both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think we realise, you know, as you're talking about that as well, that really kind of, you know, brings another level of awareness um, for me as just and a reminder, I think, of where our power lies. Mm-hmm. And I think that we've forgotten and are remembering that. You know, as you're talking, I think that 
because as you as you were saying that, I just felt a remembrance come through my body. And I think that people that are listening to this will have that same experience as well, that remembrance that, you know, we do, as you say, we flavour the room. Um, we do. And fast. Yeah. yeah, we really do. And I think if, as you're listening to this, I think you will immediately be able to connect in with moments where it's like you've been in an energy, you've been in an emotional experience, you walk into the room and you see everyone respond around you. You see your children respond. You see your partner respond. Um, And it's just a reminder of how important, again, how important prioritising our bodies and coming into our hearts and our emotions um, really is because so many women are wanting to flavour their reality differently. And I think we are very quickly going outside of ourselves to do that. And I think Mm -hmm. also... As you say, it's not that the mind isn't an important component of that, but I think we've done the we've done the mindset work. I think many of us have done it. We've done it to death. <laughs> oh, right? you've done your thinking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, I think we're exhausted. I think there's a part. I think there's. I don't know. I, I'm in mindset fatigue. I will tell you. Like I'm in absolutely mindset fatigue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I I really crave the moments of being out of the mind um so i digress ever so slightly from what i was intending to say but um i think this is just really that reminder of how important the body is in everything whether it is business whether it is family whether it is money whether it is health whatever it is um the invitation is really there for us to to do that. Yet, as you say, it is this pull. I think as I'm talking to you, there is the desire to slow down because we can, you can't come into the body and not slow down. It's it's, it's impossible. True. It's impossible to do. It's 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 just it's physiologically impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting. It's, it's almost this kind of tug of war I'm kind of feeling I'm wondering what you've got to say about that it's almost like a tug of war it's like I desire to slow down but I don't want to slow down like it's a fear as well tell me like I know that you will have some insights about this so tell me about that but there's the desire that's newer it carries less weight for Mm -hmm. one thing and, and what's battling that desire are two main things. One are the neuropathways within the mind grooves that are already really deep and well-worn that teach us how to think. We are taught how to think when we are children. And all of it was about achievement. If you think back to school, yes. everything was about achievement mm. and competition. Boys mm. and girls were the same, right? Mm-hmm. So there's the neuropathways, but also the body will hold patterns of the subconscious mind Mm, it's called like a somatized pattern Mm -hmm. where it's almost as if you might want to go slow but the arms and legs are used to going fast they they just sort of almost do it Mm -hmm. you know on their own or you reach for a food that you know you don't want to eat but it's like well I'm just used to reaching for it so yes yeah the body will hold the shadows of our ancestors it will hold what we were taught to be to be a woman by the ones that came before us. It will hold the trauma of things that happened to us when we were children that go, oh, if you touch that, that's going to hurt. If you open up like that, you're, you're too vulnerable. So the mind and the body together need to be worked with. That's why mindset is great. But if we don't do work on the body to change how the body actually broadcasts energy, broadcast what we think right or wrong about ourselves, broadcast what we think it's okay to even allow into our lives. The body will speak louder than the mind is it's, it's, it's funny. I say speak louder, but it's really such a whisper. Yes. Mm. Yes. That the monkey mind will chatter right over it mm. mm-hmm. and the body will go, can we slow down, please? I'm actually really, really tired. And the mind goes just two more chapters. Let's just bang it out. Let's just get it done. And the body goes, oh, all right. Yeah. And over and over and over until the body's like, okay, guess what? You're laying down now, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not getting back up. <laughs> like said with love, you waited too long. 
And so we have to work with both. We have to remember that the body is on your side always. Yes. We, I, women you, you often wrote. say like the body's yeah. against me. It's underperforming. They call it all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, sweet child of mine, listen to me. This body is on your side, honey. Mm. When are you going to get on your body's side? Mm. Isn't that the question? Isn't mm. that the question out of everything we've spoken about? Um, I actually, I'm still looking at your social media here because this just, again, I'm linking everything up in the show notes for people because <laughs> you must go over and connect with Dr. S. But yes, I do recall you wrote a post that said your body is always on your side. Um, mm -hmm. And it is, it's, we do, we spend so much time berating her wisdom Berating her symptoms it actually makes me feel emotional. Um, yeah. yeah, when I think about it. I remember when we yeah. were little girls, it's like, I remember when I first found out I was going to bleed every month, I was like, no, how do I get yeah. out of this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what yes. do I have to do to not let that happen to me? Oh, mm. this is annoying and it hurts and it's messy and I don't want to deal with it and I want to lay down, but I have to go to school. Like, I remember yeah. even then being like, it sucks being a girl. I remember saying that to my mother and her being like, well, sort of, you just got to do it. That's it. Mm. Um, so since it's like from the very beginning, we're taught femininity is inconvenient. Oh, yes. Yeah. Same with emotions for a lot of us anyway, for a lot of us. When, when really she's like, I'm trying to keep the part of you that creates in top shape. That's what mm. your period is. That's all it is. Mm. Mm. The part of you that creates gets to stay in top shape by a renewal process. Mm. It's a beautiful design. It is a beautiful. Well, she's made in absolute perfection. Mm -hmm. That is the truth. But we question. We, I think we do. We spend so much time um, questioning her, questioning and, as I said, berating her and wishing she was different and I think as you say even just that small example of you know of our of our bleed and how you know we can start to even I mean for some women listening to this the concept of seeing the body as perfection is going to be for some people it's going to be beautiful and they're going to be in complete agreement, understanding acceptance of that and for some people it's going to be a very foreign concept um, as well so it is those pockets it is those little um, pockets of you know something like you know the monthly bleed that you get to look at how you change your relationship with that you come into deeper reverence and acceptance of it as well um, mm -hmm. and I know just to share I guess from my own perspective I think one of the I know having a daughter anyway for me having a daughter has been one of the most healing experiences because it has opened up a different conversation around things like our bleed or you know anything else to do with the female anatomy and the body um, and I think that is a way that we can start to shift our own relationship with our own femininity and start to see it as the beautiful perfection and power that it is um, because I mean, I know my experience, I just kind of want to bring it into business a little bit if we can. Mm -hmm. um, I know my experience of learning and journeying to prioritizing my body in business has been somewhat of a rocky road. <laughs> Let's be honest, it's it's not been um it's not been linear. It's not been, oh, I'm going to prioritize my top, my body. Beautiful. Let's go. And then she becomes, there is, it's a, it's a back and forth. It's a tug of war. It's an internal battle. It's mine, you know, wanting to drive things. Um, and that's been, it's certainly something that continues to be an evolution and a, and a point of focus, but also a challenge um, as well. Why? I know it's such a big question, but I almost want to give people a part of me wants to dangle the carrot a little bit for people, you know, because I think that 
this is the air quote way forward for women in business. I think we are going to be, if we don't willingly walk this path, I truly believe we're going to be gently nudged at first, then pushed (laughs) and then booted Mm. in the back down this path. So I'd like to dangle the carrot a little bit now so that people don't get the boot in the back. They don't end up with the chronic thyroid condition. They don't end up in complete and utter adrenal fatigue. They don't end up burnt out. They don't end up. So why? That's the question. Why? Why? Honestly, why? What's in it for them (laughs) to prioritize their body and their business? Well, I think of the women that have come to me when they're already kind of in a more prolonged burnout stage. Mm, yes. And um, so I did this little poll on women that joined a program that I ran uh, called Wealthgasm last spring. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, it was a little quiz on where they were at in their burnout. Mm-hmm. I almost want you to guess, but I, I don't like when people do that to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> of these women were in prolonged burnout and didn't know it. So I start off with saying like, who thinks they're burnt out? No one said they were burnt out. Yeah. 92% were in prolonged burnout according to the quiz I gave them. Yeah. And so each of them went like, what? Because they thought prolonged burnout was already collapsed. Yes. Yeah. So that's a misnomer or misconception that women need to know. And I should probably write something about it soon. Um, Place. That <laughs> collapse is like you're already beyond burnout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a ways in which we as women have been learning to navigate, circumnavigate, override, deny the amount of burnout we're already experiencing in body, in libido, in interest in life. Mm-hmm. We forget that part. We'll go, well, my body's still going. I'm not dead yet. Yes. Isn't that almost insane? But that <laughs> is honestly, that is honestly our barometer. Like we have, I'm going to say it, we have got a very, very fucked up idea of a air quote healthy body. We're a very distorted idea. And it is, it's like, well, I'm alive. <laughs> So, yes. so must be good if I'm still breathing and my heart is still beating. Meanwhile, the heart is inside going, oh, my God, give me rest. Love me. Right? Her, oh her rest isn't rest. Like the sleep yes. is not solid or refreshing or resting yes. is really scrolling for hours or researching mm-hmm. something because now you have the time. And I'm like, I understand, darling, but you need to have some solid ass rest. Yes. <laughs> can you, can we actually, can we just stop for a moment on this? Because this, I, I agree with you. Like, honestly, what is rest? I can't believe I have to ask this, but I really mm. think it's important for us to, I think it's important for us to kind of let people know because a lot of people are like, well, my feet are up. I might have my laptop open here and I might have Netflix going here and I might be cooking dinner over there and I might, but rest because my feet are up. I'm I'm not actually on my feet. So what's rest? (laughs) Well, it's funny because, you know, as a single mother for a while there, I didn't really feel like I had any. Yeah. So I had to Mm -hmm. redefine it or at least give it something doable. So at Mm -hmm. those times, you know, for the moms out there, they're like, I don't know how that's going to happen. Um, 30 minutes of nothing. So I would get in the tub and I would put my phone across the room, might play piano music, something with no words and just meditate or breathe or cry or rub my own skin or something where I'm not taking anything in at all. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm not even trying to create anything like a meal, just stop for 30 minutes. You can find it. You even if it's once a week to start, find 30 straight minutes of nothing mm. coming in. And then it's like, oh, the brain goes, oh, <laughs> like, yeah. holy moly, did I need that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just think it was something important for us to to kind of at least just give some idea about because again I think we have a very distorted view of health I think we've got a very distorted view and around rest as well 
Um, and mm-hmm. I think it's it's shifting, but I think it's important for us to to kind of give people some guidance, give women some some guidance, because some people may believe that they're resting when they're not at all. And it's also, I know from my own experience with rest, is that you've got to get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Isn't that crazy? But you've got to mm-hmm. get used to it. Because otherwise I know, you'll reach for your phone. It'll be like, yep. oh, let me go do something. No, 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 yeah, no, 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. We get very, it's very unfamiliar. It's very, it can feel very uncomfortable when we're so used to being in that, as you say, over-functioning, over-performing, constant state of doing and moving and action and creating and making things happen and, and all of those things. Um and yeah, I think that women have the wisdom to be the oracle of their own body. I think mm. that women have the wisdom within, they just may not know it yet, to have such a, a, a finger on the pulse of what's happening with their own bodies. It doesn't have to be exclusive knowledge that only doctors know. Women know a lot, but they're just told someone knows more than you or, oh, that's incomplete or we don't have time for that now or something like that, that pulls them out of what they know and how that can open in themselves. And I think the last two years, okay, I don't want to get political, but I have this one little thing to say. The Mm. last two years of us being told that we can't have autonomy over our bodies in all Mm. these different Mm -hmm. ways. Mm -hmm. My passion for women knowing what's going on with themselves has gone up. I bet it has. Yeah. Like, Oh, girl, don't listen to that. Does that feel right and true and good to your body? No, then don't do it. Mm. Sometimes mm. it's that simple. Yeah. yeah. So what if, Absolutely. you know, what if women can learn this more and it doesn't have to be at cross purposes with your business? Well, that's the interesting part because I think a lot of us believe that it does. It has, it, a lot of us believe because it's like I said to you, it's this whole, I desire to slow down, but I can't. And it's almost like feeling like the pressure in, in business is to, if I'm not performing, I'm not dancing for my money, right? If I'm not, then I'm not receiving. It's such right. an interesting, uh, it's such an interesting internal experience to have. It's like, as you say, uh, as I said, that desire which you've identified is very fresh and new for a lot of us. And I'm seeing that with a lot of my clients who are going through that right now. It's like, oh, I think I want to slow down. I want to take some more time. It's very new. It's very fresh. It's very foreign. Mm. It's very unfamiliar. And the mind's like, come on, we've got things to do. We've got achievements. We've got to push things forward. We've got to get to this place. We've got to do this thing. We've got to have this. We've got to make this happen. Um, Mm -hmm. And it feels very much at odds. Business and body sometimes feel at odds with each other. Well, we're here to change that. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are here to change that. You know, yeah. we are here to to change that. And it's, again, I think it goes back to something that we kind of spoke about earlier, which is that state of not knowing, you know, how mm-hmm. we can, because I think this is so new, so foreign for so many of us, you know, this state of not knowing, but just holding that desire holding that that body desire, that bodily desire that says I want to slow down and I know that there is a way that we can still create the beauty that we want to create in the world and receive the beauty we want to receive from life. The body says it's possible. Yes, it is. Yeah. But it's going to take a little bit of not having to be right all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we need another hour to talk about that. More than that. Mm. More than mm. that. So it's so interesting that you've touched. Can we let, we've only got, I know we've time-wise we've not got long left. Way to drop a just, bomb at the end. You literally did. You literally just dropped explosive mm. in front of us and said, oh, you want to give up your need to be right. Everyone's going to be like, what? Ooh. No, me? Never. You're wrong this is such a big piece. what a this is such a place of safety for a lot of high achieving women the mm. need to be right tell me 
as much as you can express and explain about this in the time that we have. Well, like we were talking about when we were kids and everything was about achievement and goals, it was also mm. about being right or being right-er and even being able to support why you're right. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right. I agree. <laughs> you're right. And I'm Lord, right. You're all right. I mean, it's, I mean, and as a doctor, trust me, to be right is the only way. If, you know, Absolutely. if someone catches you doing something wrong, this is a really big deal. So my desire to be right was incredibly high and, every, oh. and, and all kinds of other uh, careers as well. So when it comes to learning to be in your heart and your emotions and feminine, learning to let God lead you, learning to see the view of a man that does have your best interest at heart, but it might not have been your first preference, what he's trying to tell you. Mm. These are all things that we have to learn as women if we want that soft life. Mm. Yeah, this is that is a whole other conversation. It is a whole other con. It really is. It's yeah. a whole other conversation. But I, I'm glad that it's come up in this conversation. I'm glad that it has mm. at least we've been able to touch on it because I think even just bringing that to the surface, a lot of women. Um, and they might they might be a little bit jarred by that, to be honest with you. Um, I think I know I was, you know, when I first heard about. I hated that part. You know, oh, don't tell me! Oh I, my God. Don't tell me that I need to be right. You're wrong. I don't need to be right. <laughs> I'm right that I don't need to be right, and I'll fight you tooth and nail for it. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> okay, is maybe that's part of why you're burnt out, sweetie. <laughs> like, yeah, it is, and it's part of. I mean, we haven't really got to touch on something that's so I know is so important in your work and that is the placement of God in your business um, mm-hmm. as well. But you know that it's it's so intertwines um, you know and it's such an important part of it. And I think that I know that I believe having a, a body led business, you know, a business that is that nurtures, that honors the body has to have God in right placement. It has to have has 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 to have God leading the way as well. And that takes a huge shift in the righteousness, <laughs> you know, to it's learn massive. to be so open, yeah, to be so open to letting God lead and letting God be right. Mm. I'm, I'm running a program at the moment with some women, which is it's all about intuition. It's called self-sourced. It's all about intuition, and we talk a lot about God in, in this and, and letting God in and, and making your intuition um, CEO and honestly, we as women spend so much time questioning God's guidance, God's leadership, because we don't want to be wrong. We want we, we don't want to be wrong. wrong. Yeah. But you know, you bring up an important point because I think it's easier for a woman to at least begin the first tender steps on the path of letting God lead because it's easier than letting another human lead. Yeah. Like it's easier to let God be right than your husband. <laughs> uh, no, honey, it's not. I know you're listening no? to this. It's not. It's so much. No, it's positive. <laughs> it's so much easier to let. It is. It's a lot easier. To, but it's also a practice ground, as you say. It's a. I think it's a practice for me anyway. Letting God be right is a practice ground to opening up to letting, sure. for instance, my husband. Um, yes. Be right and not finding him tooth and nail on everything, um, but. I mean that is it's it's such a it's such a journey it's such an evolution all of that um, and isn't it also it, soothing once you really start there is it's nothing soothing. that's the care yeah yeah can I I'm going to share a story as well I've shared this privately with some of my clients before and it's a very a kind of I guess in many ways innocuous experience but I had an experience with my husband um you know probably earlier this year that really was that first foray and and real taste of how soothing it felt to be led and it was a moment where we were leaving getting kids ready to get out of the house and my husband just walked past and he just gave me very clearly I want you to get the bag get the kids and put them in the car and something you know that really as I said a very innocuous moment but in that moment where there was just it was there was some chaos going on right we put kids everywhere it was it was like let's get out of the house and in that moment when my husband just gave me the clearest of directives and said do this and this and this 
I felt my entire body just go, oh, my God, that feels so good. That felt mm-hmm. so and – and, and that was – it's not that I hadn't had moments, but I think it was my most conscious and I was so present to how my body responded to that and it was that was my carrot that I was like, oh, I want to feel this. This is mm-hmm. what I want to feel. I want to feel this in my business. I want to feel this in my marriage. I want to feel this in my money. I want to feel this everywhere. And so that has been something that's continued to kind of really be something that's pulled me into those those challenges where I felt myself resisting those other. It's like, oh, hang on. I've got that experience now where I, it's that feeling where it is so nourishing to be so succinctly and directly led and, you know what, told what to do as well. I was like, oh, that feels good. And that to me is what it feels like when God leads in my business. When God yes. says, and I'm going through that right now too, where I'm, I'm being told to do certain things that are very uncomfortable because everything in me is like, no, no, you've got to get out. You've got to make things happen. And I'm like, God's like, sit your ass down and you Ooh. need to do this. And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, and, I, and we want to fight it. We do want to fight it. We mm-hmm. want to fight it. We want to fight it because we want to be right. But I know I'm, I'm bringing that experience in because even though there is discomfort in that, there is also such grounded and there's such a grounded and safe experience in that too. And it's internal. That's not attached to anything outside of me. Like, oh, I feel safe because I've got, I've sold the program. I've got the money in the account or I know what's like, no, God, I'm safe because God is leading me. God is saying, do this, just do this right now, just do this thing. Um, and I'm telling you, I mean, that has been a huge thanks to a lot of the work that I, I've done with you over the years as well. And, and thank you for presencing, like, it's tender at first. It really yes. is. And, yeah. and it's not easy. And a woman will go, oh, I don't know if that's God or not. And what is that? And are yes. you sure? And what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. And I'm nervous. Yep. And mm-hmm. I just want to do the thing that my coach told me because she makes a million dollars. And yep. and the brain just like fights, 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 fights until you finally uh-huh. do what God told you to do. And you go, oh, okay, now I see. Yeah. That was easy and better. <laughs> yes. And it felt, and it's so, it's so interesting because it touches back on what we were saying about how, it's just that feeling. We want to feel differently. And I know that before the external reality shifts, it's the feeling. Like the feeling that I have is what's shifting immediately. And I mm-hmm. I hope that many can hear how powerful that part is, like how important that part is, is that, you know, it's that, it's the feeling like it's and it's you know it's very nebulous it's hard to express and explain isn't it It, but it's just such it's a feeling that I hope that people that are listening to this will get to experience because that to me is what it feels like to be in my feminine potency where I just feel so held and so supported and so nourished in yeah in but in the smallest moments in the smallest of directions you know not it's it's not about oh I feel so held and nourished because my business is achieving xyz result and I am you know I'm at I'm achieving xyz thing and I think for a lot of women that listen to me they will relate to that because we are ambitious high achieving women and we have derived a huge amount of safety our nervous system is you know, acclimated <laughs> to achievement. Okay, it feels mm. safe when it's achieving. So, you know, coming into a new way of being is foreign and unfamiliar. But I tell you, when you experience it, it's not. It's like, oh, I'm home. Oh, that's it. Okay, I'm, I'm back home again. Mm-hmm. Um, and that to me is why it's so important for the body to be prioritized in business. Absolutely. I agree. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah. Is there anything? I mean, I, I, you're someone that I know. I could, I could just talk to. For, I would say hours, but I could say days. I really could just be. <laughs> whether you like it or not, I could hold up in a room with you for days, and I feel like I could just be in yeah. silence and conversation with you for for that time. But 
you know, I, I, I don't, I, I hope this episode does justice to um, the gravity and the beauty of your work. I know there is a lot we have not touched on, but I trust that what we have touched on will touch women in a way mm. that will really invite them into um, a different relationship with their business and their bodies. Is there anything else that you would like to, is there anything you would like to, to share as some final words for those listening? I think that the path of that feminine journey of awakening the heart in a woman so that she can receive in a different way, so she can honor her body in a different way. We have to remember this is like the ride of a lifetime. Yes. We talk about it in light-ish ways here together, Mm -hmm. but most Mm -hmm. women, it's humbling as fuck. Because they'd be like, oh, damn, I'm making it hard on myself six ways from Sunday. I'm like, you sure Mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. And me like a Mm -hmm. lot of humor, you know, there's no judging. But at the same time, it's like, remember to be gracious with yourself. Give yourself Mm -hmm. some grace that this is new. I know you're used to nailing every damn thing you do, but this is a different paradigm. And we have to be gentle with the nervous system and gracious with the mind for learning a new way and nurturing to the body as the old way purges out. Mm. This is real stuff. And it, but the journey is so worth it. Yeah, it really is. It Mm -hmm. really is. It really is absolutely unequivocally worth it without a (laughs) doubt. Um, I am, so grateful for you I'm so grateful for the conversation that we've had today I'm so grateful for the many conversations that we've had (laughs) over the years as well Um, whether that be in private or whether that even just be online and the work that you bring to the world um, is not only needed but it's truly beautiful so thank you for all that you do and all that you are and thank you for bringing this beautiful conversation to more people in my community as well thank you Gemma. Mm. my pleasure i will link up everything in the show notes so people can come and connect with you as well but thank you very much for being here and thank you to everyone that's listened as well today